So welcome to an episode of my podcast that almost never happened. Um, So a little backstory. Um, I did this uh, episode through Zoom with my guest, Daniel Cabrera, which he's been on my podcast. He actually has his own episode um, a couple episodes back. Um, And his lovely girlfriend, Ellie, um, they joined me on this podcast. And it was originally supposed to be uh, uh, a podcast about me and him being in two different Asian countries during the COVID era. Um, we have very similar stories, but he got stuck in Myanmar. I got stuck in Laos and we were originally, we're just going to talk about what happened these last, I think it was about 10 months being stuck in a, as a foreigner in uh, two different Asian countries and kind of compared notes. Um, being that I haven't done a podcast in a while, it ended up going off the rails, which was happily went off the rails. And we started talking about a bunch of different things, how they got together, all that stuff. Um, it turned out to be a very good episode. Um, unfortunately, being that I'm not tech savvy and I don't, I do everything on my own on this podcast. Um, I, I did some editing on it. And the next morning I went to do an intro and the whole episode was gone. It was missing off my computer. I don't know what I did. Um, I still don't know what I did. Um, but it took me a couple months to realize. And I even, I, I even felt that I, I completely lost this episode. I felt really bad because it was kind of a waste of their time if I never bring it up. And um, luckily a couple of days ago I went into Zoom and I totally forgot that they still have the recording of the episode um, on the Zoom uh, you know, app or whatever it is. And so I got to re-download it and finally get this podcast out and uh, out for everybody to listen to. But it almost didn't happen. Um, so anyways, I, my, my guest, like I said before, my guest, Daniel Cabrera, he's been on the podcast before. He's a very famous um, motorcycle YouTuber uh, from Colombia that has been riding around the world. Um, and he, of course, got caught in Myanmar during the whole COVID situation about the same time as me in Laos. So we, we kind of compare notes with that. And um, his girlfriend that he actually met in Myanmar, um, she joins us on here as well. Um, uh, she... Uh, we're, we're big, me and Daniel are big talkers. So we kind of talked most of the time, but she, she got a word in edgewise. So, um, I, I was very happy. I, I wanted to talk to him about what it was like to live, uh, in Myanmar, um, and what his whole story of him just trying to get through there and all that stuff. Um, I knew a little bit about it before, um, but it was nice to get kind of a recording and hear his whole journey of, Everything from what happened to his bike to what happened with him and his girlfriend. And now that he's in Colombia, what he's going on there um, and just the whole COVID situation. So I'm still stuck here in Laos um, with me recording this right now. Um, I'm 13 months in now. Um, And so he's finally back home in Colombia, kind of waiting things out to go back. So. It was just, you know, the, the world's kind of on fire still, um, although it's, it's simmering down now. 
Um, but it, it, it was kind of a, a, a good concept in my head of like, oh, let, let, we should talk about what happened to us. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm very thankful that you guys got to get to hear this episode because it almost didn't happen. So here is my episode that almost wasn't. We are on. So, yeah. So I, I wanted to get you back. So you've been on my podcast before. Um, yeah. Been, you, of course you have not. Um, but yeah, so being that it's been almost a year since we've seen each other, um, uh, or actually since the last time I, I recorded a podcast with you, um, things have, of course, drastically changed. I, I was thinking, I was trying to think back. Um, I don't even think we even talked about COVID the last time we, we hung out with each other. We, I think, it I was, think we might have touched slightly the idea of covid but yeah like not even caring about it because it was like yeah i mean there's restrictions but you know yeah. we can't do it we're gonna travel no matter what yeah because i don't i don't even remember because i remember you were leaving that next morning to myanmar mm-hmm. and that that i was trying to think because i don't remember when i crossed through laos that was not on my mind I remember having a conversation with the person in Thailand the day before I crossed and they were like, yeah, it doesn't look like anything we should worry about. And it was literally like the next day I crossed into Laos and they're like, we're going on lockdown. Yeah. Worry about (laughs) the next day we did the podcast. I traveled, I entered Myanmar and it took me four days to go to India. So as soon as I got to India, they closed the border on me. So yeah. that means it was exactly five days after the podcast that hell broke down and everything like shut down in a week. Like the whole world was like chaos. Everybody was dying in Spain and in yeah, in uh, Italy. Yeah. And we were in the best countries because that was never got COVID. Like no. never. Well, yeah, I didn't get COVID. Like, we've right now as we were talking i think we've only had 45 cases something like that yeah yeah when, but they were when it arrived on fair. Myanmar. yeah it was like two or three months later it was at the end of april so we had like two months in myanmar free we were happy because there was no covid yeah but yeah i remember laos didn't get any covid like for eight months yeah well, we had 19 cases in april uh, as far as we were told. And um, then that was it until I got here to VNTN. And when I got, the day I got into VNTN, so I rode um, most of the country and I finally got here. And uh, uh, that's when the cases started popping up here and there. But it was always from foreigners getting off the plane. So they didn't have, they like the last public case that they had was in March or end of March, beginning of April. So, um, so it's there's been no indoor in, so there's no COVID case inside. There's, yeah, there's, there's it, only it's cases just been outside. in that. They've only got it when it was, when they were in quarantine, they caught some people that were getting off the plane. So, and they've, of course, they have the mandatory 14 day quarantines and all that other stuff. So all the other, so the 30 or uh, 
25 cases that we've had since then was it was all from um, just people being in quarantine. So they were never in public. So they never had to worry about it. We've been having problems. I think the same thing in Myanmar. Um, we've been having problems of people getting smuggled in from China and illegally smuggling uh, people in for vacation. And some of them were tested positive. So the north of Laos is still a lockdown. Actually, where I did my um, the lockdown, the three-month lockdown that it, we had here was up in uh, Bakao, I think it's called, or up in uh, Hoi Sai. And that that's still locked down because they, they're having problems with people just smuggling themselves in. Um, so, and yeah, and I think, like I said, I think Myanmar is part of that as well. So is Thailand, but luckily we've never had an outbreak yet. So as far as they've of course told us, but I, I'm pretty sure that by this point, I, it'd be really hard to, to hide like information like that in this country. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty chill here. So, so when you crossed over, you were going, like, you just went straight to uh, the border of yeah. India. And uh, so what happened when it got the locked problem, down? The problem is that a Myanmar charges you $100 per day to ride your foreign vehicle. So okay. I had a budget. Okay. So I had to go to India straight away. Yeah. So I crossed Myanmar as fast as I could and um, to spend the least amount of money possible. When I reached the border, they were like, Salai, you got to stay there, bro. We'll open in a month. No, they say like next week okay. or in two days we'll open. And then I waited a week. And yeah. then they say, no, yeah. next month. And I waited a month. And then I waited 10 fucking months and nothing happened. So I was like, they're still closed. So yeah. I, after the third month, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just live in Myanmar. Fuck it. And yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that, that was that's a similar case with me as well. Was mm-hmm. I was just supposed to cross into Laos and then just ride all the way to uh, Vietnam. Just mm-hmm. cross right through. And within a couple of days of me coming in, they were like, yeah, we're, we're locking down the provinces. So you couldn't leave. I couldn't leave that little village that I was in. Um, and it turned into three months just being isolated there where I couldn't, I coun't go around anywhere. I couldn't like, I could go to the market every couple of days, as long as what I wore a mask and stuff. Laos? They speak Lao. Lao? Yeah. It's similar to Thai. I'm actually very similar to Thai. Um, now, have you learned something? Yeah, I, I've, I've learned a little bit since I've been here for almost a year. So you, you catch on. Yeah. So I should know more, but unfortunately not. Yeah. But what the do they? With, the same with me in Burmese. Oh, okay. So learn, they speak Burmese over there? Yeah. Yeah. She speaks Burmese. Obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know any Burmese. I was in Myanmar. I, I did a visa run in Myanmar. But unfortunately, my um, I my original plan was to go through Thailand and cross over into uh, Myanmar and go up through Myanmar and then cut over to Chiang Mai. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, with the rules there um, on a bicycle, you have to come out the way you came in. And by that point, to find the whole purpose of like yeah. going through, if I had to turn around. Are- 
What's that? The militaries have control of the borders in Myanmar. So it's yeah. super complicated with those guys. But look now what happened. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's funny because it, there's people that keep on thinking that I'm in Myanmar or in China because they think Laos is like a city. And uh, so I, I do get messages from people are like, you okay? I was like, yeah, no, I'm like two countries away. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, a lot when of people. I in, when I was in Thailand, people in Colombia said, "Bro, the a virus just broke out in your town," and I'm like, "Bro, Wuhan is China, and it's so far away." <laughs> yeah, yeah people, a, a lot of people just don't know. So, um, but yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I got stuck in Laos for three months, just in a little tiny village. So. Um, and that was that was hard for me because I, I didn't really have that many people. I had like two or three people that spoke English. The rest of them mm. were just locals. Yeah. Um, so I just basically we, we talked we talked more through Instagram in those days. Yeah, we were exactly. all on lockdown. Yeah, we were both on lockdown. So um, but where did you end up? Did you just end up just getting an apartment somewhere? Or did you No. At the beginning, I just said, you know what, I'm gonna since I didn't get the privilege to see Myanmar because I just wanted to get to India, I said, mm -hmm. well, I think this is time for me to get to know Myanmar. So I went everywhere. I went okay. to Mandalay. Uh, I went Mandalay, it's, it's like a major city. Mm -hmm. I went to Bagan, the most beautiful, uh, I mean, how do you call that? The most beautiful, Pagoda territory in the world. Mm -hmm. I went to Inle Lake. So I spent like one month just doing uh, touring around. Mm -hmm. And then I was in Inle Lake and they said, look, they're going to lock down the entire country. So there's one bus left to get to Jangon. Jangon is the main city in this country. So if by any chance you need to grab a plane, that's like the only city that has international flights. Okay. So I said, and I haven't been to Django and I, I wasn't really interested in Django because I travel and I don't like big cities. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel Django. I yeah. said, you know what, yeah. let's go. And I grabbed the last bus. And when I entered Django, I found this hostel um, I, I was with a German friend and she went like, she got six and sick and like one, she st stayed like one week. And I said, no, I'm going to stay more. And every foreigner and everybody was just flying away, flying yeah. out, flying out. I mean, I got my motorcycle parked in the border, so I need to wait. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. found this hostel and I stayed in that hostel for three months. Okay. So similar to my situation. Yeah, I, I, that was another thing I was going to ask is what happened to your motorcycle? So you couldn't ride it, um, which you yeah, told so me over Instagram. The Since it was so expensive each day for the motorcycle, what I did was when I got to India and they closed the border, I found a hotel and I parked it there. And that I officially, the motorcycle is out of the country. Okay. So what does this mean? It means that it's not going to accumulate each day. Yeah. And legally, the motorcycle is not in Myanmar. So I don't have issues with that. 
you know, mm-hmm. next time I'll, I'll reach the border mm-hmm. and I'll just write out, you know, I'm just going to do myself a checkout and I'll write out. Yeah. But, yeah. well, check out. I don't know how to say it. Like, the, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Check out. Okay. But <laughs> um, after six months in Jangon and mm-hmm. the whole lockdown, yeah. the, the part where the motorcycle is in Myanmar is a very, very conflict territory because there's um, a lot of there's still like a war going on over yeah. there there's it's dangerous so a foreigner can't go by himself so mm. the military has to know if a foreigner goes there so i had to ask for these permissions to get there and as soon as they said you can go i was already with her remember okay. i said um you know what as soon as they give me green light i'm gonna go rescue my motorcycle yeah And I went to rest my motorcycle. I went to rescue my motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It took me 24 hours to get there. It took me three buses, one bus from Jangon to a big city. Mm-hmm. And after this big city, another bus from this big city, three hours to another place, and then like a van. Oh, <laughs> so geez. it was a 24 hour, uh, yeah, it was one whole day just going there. And as soon as I got there, um, I slept there like two nights. I checked the motorcycle six months without seeing my motorcycle. Yeah. So I checked everything. I, I mean, it's amazing. That motorcycle was supposed to wait for me like a week and it stayed there for six months. Yeah. So what I did was um, I, I turned it on. I packed my stuff and illegally I drove it back to Jangon. So it was super scary. Yeah. Because driving yeah. that motorcycle, the motorcycle's out of the country. If a mm. military grabs me, I could go to jail. Yeah. Because the military over there is really strict. Strict, yeah. But it's a risk, but it's better having the motorcycle in Jangon in a house of a friend. Yeah. Than all, all the way over there in the middle of nowhere in a dangerous zone. So Yeah. And the worst thing was that I, I was supposed to drive for two days back to Jangon. It was it was super hard because um, I'm in a motorcycle. Okay, cool. But I can't run into a cop or a military. So I had to, be, and I'm in a foreign country. I don't know the language. Mm-hmm. So I need to be really cautious. And when I was started driving, one hour after I started driving, I crashed on a bridge and almost killed myself. Oh, jeez. So, so the rest of the whole ride back home, I was stressed. The motorcycle was crashed oh. and I was injured and my my back hurt. It was so sorry. And I couldn't tell my family or her because yeah. I would have stressed them up, you know? They yeah, can't do anything. Yeah. So as soon as I arrived at Jangon, I slept like two days straight. And I I finally could like I rescued my motorcycle. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Hard as fuck. Yeah, and people don't like probably people listening to this they, they don't understand that like that that's a big part of you especially traveling with you know you you basically just traveling with an object it's pulling you through uh the world but it's it's like a part of you like i with my you know with my bicycle like that can't just I, quit it I, yeah I, I tell people like if she can't go i'm not going and yeah. they're like, "What? Well, what are you talking about? I was like, that's, that's a piece of me. Like that's, that's yeah. my, 
my soulmate is that bicycle. It's been with me all this now. way. Why would I leave yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it being six months away from your 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 love, basically, it's just kind of like it's. I I can I know the feeling. I don't think a lot of other people would understand, but it's yeah, it's it's a big part. So I'm happy that you got it back to somewhere that you can keep. You know, yeah, somewhere on safe. Somewhere it's on secure, her friend's yeah. house. Nice. So how did you guys meet? You have to tell this part. Tell him. Uh, yeah, yeah, how we meet, like in a party. Okay. Like I have a foreigner friends in Yangal. There, some sometimes we do business together, like event. So, it's Jackie. Yeah, mm. she's always holding event, and she invite me like every event. But I never, I never join. But that time, that day. I, I don't know. I feel like I want to go. Uh, I'm going to check it out. You know, I want to try it out. And then I went there and I, yeah, yeah. And then I. <laughs> that, was, that was the least romantic story ever. Oh, nice. That was <laughs> it. <laughs> so there, there was this party, right? And they were like full of foreigners. And the person who invited me, it's her friend, Jackie, the, the one who told her to go. Mm-hmm. So I saw her come in, I said hi, and I saw her bring two friends, yeah. her and another yeah. friend. And I saw her and I was like, wow, what? Wait a second, bro. This is like exotic in this country, this beauty I have not seen. Okay. And I was really flabbergasted. So I said, you know what? I got to talk to her. So I said, hey, what's up? What's your name? And she was like, hi, my name is ain't treasure um bye-bye so she rejected me almost immediately yeah so it took a while i was still partying i had a couple more beers and then i saw her sitting down and i said you know what i'm latino fuck this shit i'm not gonna take this rejection so i sat down with her and started talking to her again And she was like, oh, my God, another foreigner, you know? She didn't even look at my eyes or my face. She didn't even care. Yeah. I was like, so I was, I was like talking, talking. She was like, look, I'm going to be true with you. I don't like these parties. I don't come to these parties. I, I'm just, I just came for a friend. I have this coupon. You want it? I don't want a beer. And I'm like, whoa, you're going to buy me a beer? Whoa. I was like overreacting <laughs> to see if I could make her smile. Yeah. She was like, come on. She brought the beard and and she was bored. She was like, oh, you got another form. Yeah. So yeah. after she said that, I said, okay, well, what are you interested in? Like, what do you like? She said, um, I like adventure. And I'm like, hey, babe, <laughs> just wait a second. And I took yeah. my phone out and I showed her like, look, I came all the way here on a motorcycle. And she was like, <laughs> that was the first time she looked at me. That was the first time. So yeah. I started talking about adventure, like what I've been doing in my life, the dream of going around the world on the motorcycle. It's like, wow. So after that, she had to go back home at 12 because mm-hmm. she's a good girl and she had mm-hmm. her for you. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, so I had to, so I walked her to her car and I hugged her and I said, um, well, take care. I mean, I want to see you again. She was like, all right. She gave me her Instagram. And when she was going out, 
she said something like, you know what? I want to live an adventure. And vroom, she drove off and it took me one month at, uh, talking to her on Instagram to get the, get her to go out with me again. Nice. Yeah. It's better, a, a better way to tell a story, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, hers was very s- simplified, but it got the point across. <laughs> but the, that's really cool because when I met you in Chiang Mai, when we did the podcast together, um, we were like, I think that was, well, that, that was the last time that, uh, I stayed in a hostel, probably the last time I'll ever stay in a hostel. Um, unfortunately, I think Why? the era is, I, I think I'm over, I, I think I've graduated to like just getting a private room. <laughs> like, I think I'm old enough now or just like, ah, I'll stay in a hostel, but I'll get the private room only. Um, yeah. kind of like what the I think it was because, cool, but- well, because you were in a private room. I think that was the first time I was just like, see, I like this. Like I was used to the guest house and I didn't stay at hostels that often being that I was kind of out of in the rural areas. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, remember- don't get me wrong because of my budget, I would have been in a, in a normal zone, Yeah. but it was because yeah. these guys paid, paid me with food yeah. and mm-hmm. they let me stay in that place. Yeah, because of a 360 video that I did. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Is that last time I saw you, you were kind of doing the the video thing at the hostel, and mm-hmm. uh, you were just kind of free spirited, like just having fun, which I I, I definitely enjoyed uh, the day that we hung out. But um, it was that one really thing good. of like I was just I just went, you know, I just took a girl that I was hanging out with throughout thailand i took her to the bus station that day and uh um ended up i I, of course i never saw her after that so um it was just kind of hard for me i don't know if i even brought that up to you at all but you know i spent this you know two months with this girl kind of on and off and i I kept on Mm -hmm. meeting her throughout thailand so she would go visit an area and i would ride all the way to that area just to see her at the a bus station and Ooh, I would see her for like an hour right and then she would jump on a bus and then I'll be, I'll see you in the next location. She goes, okay. Like she, she wasn't thinking that I was going to you know, go all the way there with a bicycle. So I just jump on my bike and I rode all the way up and then we ended up uh, spending two weeks, I think in uh, Chiang Mai together. And so the day that I met you was the day that she left Unfortunately, I haven't seen her since. I, I keep in contact with her over Instagram and stuff like that, but uh, nothing more. So it was just kind of like a, I was kind of out of the loop of like, oh, you know, that was just like a piece of my heart just got, you know, just jumped on a train, you know, and yeah, you were kind of in this free spirit of like, oh, this is great. Like everything's great and happy and everything. <laughs> um, but I was happy to, like, I think it was a couple months after we talked is when I saw that you were with a girl on Instagram. I was like, perfect. Like you were kind of in that mode of like, you, you need some sort of companion. You know, it's, it's nice doing these trips alone, but at a certain point, it's just nice to kind of share your experience with somebody else. So when I saw that, even though I didn't know the story behind you two, um, I was happy to see that you were like, you were with somebody, you're sharing your experience with somebody. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what you needed at, at that time. So um, 
Yeah, um, and I, I was super happy to see that she came to Columbia with you. Yeah, so, that was the best part. Yeah, that, that was great. Bye. Yeah, and you guys went to Dubai, which I'm very jealous of. Um, I, I mean, it was a must because um, getting out of Myanmar is not easy. Yeah. It's, it's really restricted, so there was only one place in the world that had the connection to come to Colombia where we could go. So, and it was Dubai, Mm -hmm. but there was no like straight flight, Dubai, Colombia. So we said, look, let's buy a one-way ticket to Dubai. And in Dubai, we'll buy a ticket to Colombia, much better. And we'll stay a week in Dubai. I mean, why not? Dubai is fucking amazing. Yeah. So we looked up a hotel and because of the pandemic, I stayed in a hotel. We stayed in a really good hotel. Mm -hmm. It was a four-star hotel. It would have cost $2,000. And it cost us a total of, for five days, six. We were six days here. $300. Really? $300? In Dubai, from our window, from the window, Having breakfast, we can see the Burj Khalifa, bro. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, I, the only time that I had the chance to go to Dubai, I have a friend that lives there, and at the time he had a like this giant suite out, like just in the middle of nowhere or middle of the city. But um, I, I never got a chance to get over there. So when I saw that you got there, and I, I'm a car fanatic so i would just go there just to see the cars that they have no, it'd be crazy oh, oh yeah i'd go nuts <laughs> boring another lambo <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, that, that's but that's what bored. i want to see you know we were bored we saw yeah. so many yeah that we were like another lambo yeah Come on, bro yeah, yeah. crazy that, yeah and that's i i don't know how it is in myanmar but here i i see like I see a Rolls Royce every day and what? my neighbor has a GTR. It's, it's just the weirdest thing being in a third what? world country, but for some reason there's in the major cities here, they have like, they have the, uh, I, had a, I met a guy that had a Lamborghini Urus, the SUV that they came out with. Yeah. I see him at the grocery store. I love store. that one. Yeah. It's, I've never seen it before. So I see it in a third world country. It's just crazy. Yeah. And I, I didn't know if they had that same I thing. Seen in in, yeah, exactly. I've never seen it in the States. So I mean, in, in Myanmar, I've seen Ferrari and Lamborghini. They, yeah. they have that. So I'm like, what the it's hell? very foreign to me. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's crazy because you see the level of poverty. You see yes. it's a third world country. You see... But then you see these hyper, hyper rich people and you're like, what a contrast. How amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. It, there's a Lambo. And if you get out of Jangon, it's like dirt roads. So yeah. it's the same here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pretty, it's, it's weird. I mean, here in Colombia, I haven't seen a Lamborghini uh, Eros. I haven't seen it, you know, no. maybe yeah, there's yeah. one. Well, but, technically but it didn't. Colombia well, is a me, third world country too. Yeah. So that, so it's kind of normal that you don't see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's my mindset. And then going to a 
you know, the market and stuff and seeing this sitting in the front of it. So what is going on? And then yeah. like, I'll be walking down the street and the Rose Royce would drive by. And it's like, there, there is a big difference wow. between the yeah, people crazy. that are successful and the people that aren't, you know, and you know, it's just, yeah, it, it's yeah. crazy, but yeah, I would love to go to do still would love to go to Dubai. Um, and just see it's worth the- it bro as a one-time experience at least i've told i've told everybody yeah. dubai yeah. is what new york city was in the 60s everybody in the world saw new york city and it was like business capital of the world yeah. the marketplace yeah. the melting pot everybody has to go to the new york Times square was in every tv show at the yeah. end of the yeah. year mm-hmm. well now that's dubai that's and Dubai. You're see yeah. The Burj Khalifa at the end of every year. In yeah. The that's, yeah, that's exactly. And well, I saw it. That I think that was the only thing I did see because it, it was the only country that was kind of semi open. Everything else, it's like, didn't have fireworks. Super open because yeah. they're smart enough to know that, look, we receive a lot of money from tourism. So let's just give tests for free for everybody who comes in. Yeah. So as soon yeah. as we, we dropped out of the plane, they, gave us a test and that the next day we were negative all right yeah. continue and enjoy so i mean they're yeah. fucking brilliant and right now they're doing plans so that you can go like a touristic plan mm-hmm. so you, you you pay the 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 plane the hotel the vaccine the tourist attractions all included so yeah like, you can go get a vaccine in dubai and have a whole package of that, that'd be so awesome yeah <laughs> but so going back to Myanmar uh so when you decided did you ever get an apartment there so you stayed three months in a hostel did yeah. you ever just end up getting an apartment or get a place um, of your own yeah I ended up getting an apartment for a month I was more than three months I was more than three months in that hostel I was like I need to do the math, but what I what I remember is this: uh, after the hostel, I in Mudita, I was one month there. That was when I met you. So I I get I grabbed a, with a friend with a Peruvian friend mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. an apartment in Mudita, but it was a little expensive. So after that one, after that one, I grabbed another one for another month, mm-hmm. and then I grabbed another one for three months. Okay. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, total like, and then I, I ended up living in her apartment for few weeks. So it was a total of ten months because, like, one month and a half before I got to Jangon, yeah, yeah. I was almost ten yeah. months. In. Okay. I think a little more than ten months in Myanmar now that I. Yeah. Now, did you yeah, have any? An apartment. Oh, okay. Cool. I was moving all the time. It was so fucking stressful. Yeah, um, that would be very stressful. Yeah. Um, so, did you have any problems being a foreigner in Myanmar? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they charged me for a, a bag of onions like twenty dollars one day, and I was like, "Come what? on, bro! Come on, canale!" Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, since like. Those little problems, like when they try to trick you, that's the normal standard. Mm-hmm. But um, as a tourist, being in the lockdown and the pandemic, I had to 
renew the visa every three months. So I had to pay like $80 to stay there every three months. And it was always a battle to get the documents. Foreigners cannot rent an apartment. They cannot Mm -hmm. live outside a hotel or a hostel. So one time I had to go back to the hostel, stay for a week Mm -hmm. so I can get the permit again. Then oh, I had wow. to go with her and, and she talked like an hour and the guy, it's like, they don't want to help you. And they were like giving you more trouble. It's, 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 it's hard, you know, yeah. and you can speak the language. So you know, they don't speak English. So yeah, super, super hard. Wow. But, I mean, with patience and, you know, love for traveling, you just, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, that's yeah. That's especially on this trip for me. It, it's, it's very common to kind of go through those, you know, those uh, speed Problems. bumps. Yeah, but I have That's not. That's the best definition, the, the speed bumps. And for yeah. travelers like us, the bureaucracy of the world is our worst enemy. Yeah. Well, the, the thing, too, is, well, like here, I, I've had the opposite here in Laos. Um, because of course, once they realized it was there's going to be a lockdown, they're like, "Are you going to stay here?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I like to stay here, and I'll continue my trip." Because at the time, I thought, "Well, once this gets all over and stuff, I'll just continue on." And um, they just they welcomed me, just like, "Oh yeah, come on in." Yeah, you know, it, it was it was weird because like I would go to the markets, and of course, I stand out like a sore thumb over there or over here. And, um, I ended up, you know, (laughs) um, but I, yeah, I had the opposite where they would like give me things. They didn't speak English, but they're like, Oh, have you tried this? I'm like, no, I I don't know what that is. And then they would just like, give me these like exotic fruits I've never seen before. Just Mm. out of nowhere. Like the dragon fruit? Uh, well, dragon fruit, passion fruit, all, well, a bunch of fruits I don't even know the names of, and, and yeah. they were just, they're very kind. And I think that's the reason wow. I stayed as long as I did is because I just, I never felt, I never felt, I, I felt out of place, but they, they always like welcomed me no matter cool. where in this country I was. And cool. so I've never, the first part of the pandemic um, where they're doing the lockdowns and stuff, I did feel that I was kind of the enemy because they thought it was like a white person's disease. And so there yeah, was yeah. literally, I felt the same. Yeah. yeah and they, they, they would have like, there was a guest house. Um, there was a guest house down the street from the guest house I stayed in for three months. And it, they literally had a sign saying no white people on the, on the door. And then they took it down and they just said it was closed, but it was, but I, in restaurants. yeah, it, it was funny because like I was there. So I, I was there so long that I ended up just being part of the, the village that we're in like, Oh, he's fine. But like people passing through, they're like, no, you can't stay here. Can't go to the restaurants, all that stuff. And they would always, I remember there was one time there was a German guy. He's like, well, what about him? And they're like, no, 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 he's, he's, he's a local <laughs> like sitting there like, oh, okay, well, I guess they accept me because I was there so long. Yeah, um, of 
but yeah, I, I didn't really have, yeah, I, I felt like I was welcomed everywhere I went. And then once I started writing was the big difference too, because it was after everything kind of opened up again. And uh, I wrote, I, I did a bus a couple of times to get to the other side of the country that I ended up like, I, I have to ride the bike. I, because it, it's more of a hassle getting the bike on the, the bus than it is just jumping on the bike and just going. And I figured if I was going to stay here, the least I could do is ride through the country. And so I ended up riding through, riding through like 400 kilometers of this, this place and uh, all the rural areas and stuff, they all kind of welcomed me in and they're like, Oh, wow. You know, this this random white traveler on a bicycle coming through. And I, there's some places I don't think that life so much. Yeah. And it was, and I miss it too. Cause it, this is like, I've been in Vientiane for seven months now. So I haven't really had that feeling anymore. You know, I, I'm starting yeah, being to lose a foreigner, that. Not knowing the language. Yeah. Not knowing where, where you're going to sleep at night. Exactly. Miss, yeah. Miss that. yeah. It's just like that, uh, that, that struggle that we thrive to have, you know, um, yeah, but it was really nice to kind of go through and not, I felt ex- accepted and they, they've never given me a problem about getting, like, they know me by name now at the immigration here where I just go in and they're like, oh, Captain America, come on in. And I, just, I don't even have to, I don't have to write anything. They're like, they just, they grab my passport to do all the stuff. They're like, oh, have you found a job yet? I was like, no. And they're like, do you want a work visa? I was like, no, no, no. Because I think it's like a, it's a couple couple hundred bucks for a, a work visa and it's only it's 60 dollars a month to stay here so um which is a little bit more you can only do it a month at a time so that that was the one bad thing it's just that i have to go i have to go every month and but with pay. the work visa it would be like six months right no i think it's three months yeah i, mm-hmm. I never looked into it but i think it's three months and it's a, it's a couple hundred dollars but i i'm not working here so I was like, no, nah, that's okay. I'll just, I'll spend the money um, uh, on other things instead of getting a work visa and not using the work visa. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, it's surprising that they were, you know, as accepting, especially with everything going on right now. Yeah. I figured they'd be like, well, you're stuck here. Like, why don't you just stay? But the major cities, how, how many people are in the major cities there? Like eight million. Eight million. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's only seven yeah. million in this entire country. So that might be the big difference too. Yeah. I mean, they, they have everything controlled. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm happy that, uh, well, I'm happy you got back. There's 53 million in the whole country. Oh, in the whole country. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big difference. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I think I just read something. They said it was like seven point two million or something like that in all of Laos. And I think only eight hundred thousand are in this in Vientiane. So and it's all spread out and stuff like that. But um, so you stayed there for ten months, and then you guys managed to get back. Yeah. Um, so how's things back home? Being that you're you're back. Uh, boring. Okay. I guess. I mean, I feel bad saying boring. I've yeah. had fun and I'm happy to be with Ellie because we're living another 
just another part of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's, it's now she's the foreigner here. I'm the local. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Over there, I was a foreigner and she needed to take care of yeah. that. You know? So um, it's been good. I like seeing my family, but this is not my life. I don't, I'm not a sedentary person. Yeah. I like to travel the world, you know. I like to not know where I'm going to sleep the next day. I like to meet new people. I like to be the foreigner. I like that life, you know. It's yeah. It gives you something. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I'm bored because it's it's a routine. Mm-hmm. It's um. Yeah, I feel like well, I've learned traveling that what you have to give to your life are experiences. So when you're back home home is the only place in the world where you are going to get the le- the least amount of experiences yeah so yeah. i can't be here much longer i'm trying to get a motorcycle and hop belly and try to go through colombia and try to go to argentina yeah. you know try, yeah. try to travel with her mm-hmm. so i've been working my ass off to get some sponsor or something because i'm not rich and i got some savings and my motorcycle is yeah so I'm, I'm doing my best, but I'm, I'm hoping in a month we'll be on the road and we'll be feeling uh, the sense of not knowing we're going to sleep at night and then be happy at the next day when she finds out that we're okay. Yeah. That's magical. You know? so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, I hope that comes soon for you. So, and I, I've, yeah, I, I have that same feeling as well of like, I would like to, I've been doing little trips here and there, um, mm. but nothing, you know, nothing too extreme. And when, once you stay settled somewhere for so long, like I, I've been going to the gym, I think that's the only thing that's keeping me like alive and happy, um, which I unfortunately stopped. Uh, like, I'm, huh? Me too. I've been exercising my ass off. Yeah. I was it's doing the like, only thing that gives you like life. I don't know. It's yeah. Weird. And uh, I was being that I was so sheltered in the first part, like the first three months of not talking to anybody, it was really hard to get back to that. Like I started like talking to people and realized I was talking too much. It was because I, I didn't talk to anybody for three months. Um, and so I started becoming like self-conscious to the point where I was just like staying in my room more often. And then I was like, well, if I get a gym membership, Cause there's a gym down the street that I, I could just go there and maybe I'll meet people and stuff like that. And unfortunately a month ago I had an incident and I had, to, um, I decided to stop. Um, the gym closed down for the holiday season and, uh, I just, it lost, I lost the routine in it. So, um, I've been kind of dealing with that whole thing and, uh, being so far away from people that I like friends and family, um, now on going on two years now, um, it is kind of, I'm starting to feel kind of that, uh, that weight. Like I, I want to, you know, go and see like people that I don't have to worry about if they understand what I'm saying or not, <laughs> you know, like here, most of the people are even the, even the expats and stuff, they're, they're not usually English native speakers. 
So you talk to them and sometimes you'll say something, kind of a heart to heart thing. And they kind of like look at you and smile. It's like, oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, they, they understand it, but they don't understand in the context I'm trying to say. So yeah. it, it is kind of hard for me because I, I even thought like, if I keep on traveling, like what you are, at least I can like take a couple of weeks, go back home, see family and friends, and then go back to the bicycle or whatever. And uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. So I've been kind of dealing with that. But yeah, working out is definitely a big benefit, but it still doesn't, it doesn't fill that void of going to another place, meeting new people, um, the adventure of getting to that new place, you know, mm. you know, it, it would take me forever to get from one place to the next, because I'm just, of course, pedaling and you go more distance, but you do more distance and for about the same time as me cycling. And so you kind of get that same aspect of like, well, you're on the road for like eight hours a day, you know, but you've, you've done a hundred kilometers or 200, 300 kilometers when I, I've only done 60. So, uh, yeah, it is. When you do a hundred kilometers, because in eight, in eight hours, I do like like 500 kilometers 500 okay yeah i figure it's drastically different a week or more yeah yeah i can't yeah, um it's amazing how you guys yeah i could do when i was in thailand i was doing 100 kilometers a day um mm -hmm. but that but you also got to remember that that's 100 kilometers a day but you can only do that for two or three days and then you have to take a day off because it's just it's painful by that point um but yeah it's it's uh yeah i i miss it a lot you know i i take the bike out the bike's downstairs now it's not in my room anymore um and i take it out once every couple of days and just ride around but the streets are so terrible here um, and if you don't have crap out of it if you don't have a place to go the effort is different like yeah yeah if i mean when you're going around the world you're driving for a purpose yeah get up to a place yeah but just to grab the bicycle and go around without a purpose yeah it's yeah. it feels a little like yeah. yeah yeah it's it's better when it's a straight line instead of a circle you know mm. it, that's yeah. one thing i noticed like riding through here like i could ride way out we did a trip. Uh, th there's another guy that lives here, um, has a similar story to you, just kind of, you know, accidentally fell in love with a, a local girl. And so he's now he's just staying here. Um, uh, and so we, we ended up doing a bicycle trip and it was, I think it was like 60 kilometers altogether. Um, but it was just, it wasn't the same. Like he was asking, he told me, he's like, oh, this, this must like, kind of fill that void and I was like it doesn't because I we we did 30 kilometers then turned around and did 30 kilometers back and usually I'm doing you know 60 kilometers but in a straight line going to the next destination and trying to find a guest house that's open or whatever and uh this time I'm just like going back to my apartment and it's just it's not the same it's fun but it's it's just not not the same so 
Um, I feel that it's better than me being home at this point because of what's going on um, back home. It's not, not the best, um, but it's still, I have that like, oh, I'm just stuck here type of mentality. So um, hopefully that changes here in the next couple months. But by that point, you know, who knows? You know, yeah. the, the world's still got, kind of going crazy right now. So yeah, we can't plan too much in the future. Yeah. So but are you going to stay in Colombia? So you said that you're going to get a bike, try to get a bike within the month. And you just, can you go outside of Colombia at all? I mean, we can by plane if we want to we go like to Dubai plan. or yeah. some places in Europe. But the borders, the yeah, the borders are closed right now. Okay. I'm hoping so you couldn't just ride to anywhere else. No, I'm hoping in, uh, in a couple. I mean, I'm hoping in not more than three months they open. Okay. And uh, I've been constantly thinking these days, like. Like, what are we going to do? Should we go back to Myanmar? I mean, Pepe is over there. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this part of the world right now. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Um, I, I came with Ellie because we wanted to see Colombia and everything. We talked about Argentina, but, but I don't know why I feel so much that I prefer to be in Myanmar. Even right now in the middle of this, uh, this situation i would rather be there like helping these guys you know okay but yeah you got to go with the flow and you got to accept what the world is for you right now so mm, the plan right now is to ride through colombia and as soon as they open the borders we're going to go head south to argentina and see all these beautiful cultures yeah latin cultures over here yeah, that's the plan. That, well, I, I even thought today, what if we grab a plane and go to Australia and do a tour in Australia? Yeah, that way we're yeah. we're closer to Myanmar. Yeah, I unfortunately, know, I've been I don't think of that, so many things. Yeah, uh, Australia is kind of pretty locked down at the moment right now too. That's the thing too is that you just don't yeah, unless you do like a ton of research. It's really hard to go anywhere. So like I can't go back to Thailand. I I'm right there right here on the the border, but there's there's no way of getting back to Thailand. Like I have more of a chance of going to Vietnam, uh, even though the border's closed at the moment as well. But there's more of a chance of those opening up than of Thailand. They they say that um, last time I checked, they were saying like 2023 they're gonna open the borders back up. No fucking way. <laughs> so. And same thing with no. Bali, like Indonesia, they said that 2023 is when they're going to open borders back up. So, no. so um, yeah, it's very up in the air. Um, and I, I would like to, I would like to, like this trip for me, like this was like, okay, well, I, I can finish here in VNTN, fly to Europe, and then I was going to bike through Europe. Well, that was the last step of this trip. Um, and that money-wise and just the way things are now, like that, that's never going to happen, not for a while. So it's just kind of a sad kind of realization that I was like, oh, all that money I saved up for Europe is now gone in a apartment <laughs> in, in Asia. So um, it is kind of a, 
it's kind of a, a weird, yeah. strange time. Um, trying to think that like, oh. Right, right now I would have been like in finishing Africa. Yeah. I mean, I would have gone all the way up to Europe and then Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been, so I would have ended my trip in June. So I was, when I met you, I was actually, that was the good thing is getting lost in this girl's eyes kind of slowed everything down. So my original plan was flying to, I, I think that the rough plan that I had was the um, March 20th was when I was going to plan flying from Hanoi to Italy. And then that got changed when I ended up staying in Chiang Mai for two weeks um, on, you know, not knowing that I was going to kind of get lost in a girl's eyes. No. So it, yeah, um, it, it ended up being um, a good thing because Italy got hit the hardest at first. Yeah. And I would have been there right as that was happening if things went according to plan. So, um, so I ended up, kind of being thankful that, that happened the way it did and getting stuck here. But like I said, I, I would have been out March. I would have been in Italy and then I would have rode through Europe into Amsterdam and uh, June, I think June 25th was the, the day that I wanted to fly back home. So I would have already been back home, probably already been, you know, you know, starting life over again you know, getting work and all that other stuff, um, six mm -hmm. months ago, but unfortunately it's not the case now. So, um, but yeah, so who knows what would have happened if this didn't, this didn't all work, but then again, you would have never met her. I would have never realized how beautiful this country is, you know, cause I would have just passed right by it and would have never realized what I was missing. So, yeah. So you just have to take it of like, well, this is, this is part of the adventure. You know, the, exactly. the, the worst parts of the adventures are the best stories. So uh -huh. like if everything was going according to plan, there's nothing to talk about next to the campfire. It would have been super boring. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, everything went great. You know? And I think I've, you know, that this, this trip's been kind of crazy for me, you know, getting caught in the bushfires in Australia and, you know, dealing with a bunch of stuff going through Asia and of course, COVID and everything. It's just like, well, if anything, I've got many stories um, under my belt because of this this whole thing. So, you know, it, it could have been worse. Everything could have gone according to plan. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I'm happy that you uh, you joined me. Um, I'm trying to think of there, if there was anything else I wanted to ask you. Um, that's everything on my think? list. So, um, but yeah, thanks so much for joining me on this. No, both of you. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'll, uh, I I'm hoping that the next time we do something like this, be in person somewhere. Yeah. In somewhere this world. in Europe or yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Who, who knows? Yeah. 
but that'd be cool if you ended up in Europe the same time I tried because I'm going to finish my trip. It just it's yeah, me too for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. So and do you you, you change? What's the thing? You change the plan, but not the goal. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's an ongoing thing. So yeah, I my my plan is to um, you know keep the bike the way it is. Don't change much of it, um, other than the main maintenance stuff, and then put it in a box, take it to Europe, and finish my trip. Probably after I, you know, make money back home. So. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I can't make money here at all. Even if I did, like I have a friend so you, that just you've been that? living off of your savings all this time. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Bro, you can get any work like their English teacher or something like that. No, so you have to be smart to be an English teacher. So I, <laughs> I, that took me out of the equation quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, I was talking with somebody because I I teach English to people like privately, like yeah. uh, some security guards that are trying to get out of making $6 a day. Um, so I help them out, but sometimes they're, they're asking me questions of like normal things that like kids know. And I just never paid attention in school. <laughs> that I was just like, yeah. I was just like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, you, you're going to have to ask somebody who has a college education. I, I don't know what that means. So, and mm-hmm. a lot of the kids here know more or better English than I do. So but look at it this way. There's people better in Spanish than me. And it's mm-hmm. not because you learned the language that you have to know the language. Yeah. Usually teachers yeah. have to understand why the verb goes before and not later. Exactly. I don't know that. Subject, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's because of that. Yeah. Yeah. My, mom, my mom always told me, but you know English. Why do you do so bad in English? And I, I said, Mom, I know Spanish and I do shit in Spanish too in school. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah the language is not easy. You know? and if you're gonna yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but and going back to the job thing, I, I have a friend here that just got a job and a really good, good job, uh, engineering job, and that just pays for his rent. So that's that's a high up like career level job, and yeah. it gives him maybe five hundred U.S. dollars a month. No way. <laughs> yeah. I so it's just like yeah. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't do waste my time. I wouldn't waste my time. And energy either, so. in such yeah. a low pain. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, I was a mechanic. Or well, I did mechanic work uh, in you know my previous life, and um, so I I had some offers to do, be a mechanic here. And, but they were saying like something like $10 a day. And it was just like, no, that's not worth it. Like working, doing this stuff that I did, you know, I, I was doing it for something like $20 an hour. And that was on the low end. And yeah. here I'm getting $10 a day. And I was like, well, it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth my time. It, it's worth my sanity to at least do something, but I'd rather go and work at the gym and improve myself instead of suffering underneath a car again, you know? So I, yeah, it's, it's been kind of a a struggle in that aspect as well, but 
it is what it is. So yeah, I, I definitely have to go back home to save up. But yeah, it's 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 at the point right now where it's we're getting um, the U.S. slowly getting like these stimulus checks, and for some reason, I qualify for it. So every once in a while, I'll look at my checking account and be like, "Oh wow, I, I got six hundred dollars no, for nothing." So no yeah, way. yeah. So and we'll be getting no. fourteen hundred dollars, I guess, uh, this month. And so it's just like, oh, I, it's, it's a lifesaver because I'm, I'm at the, I'm Bro, at the end. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so much money. Yeah. And in Laos, that's like, oh yeah. Well, this, this apartment that I have is like $200. No, it's like that's 200 bucks to $300 a month, roughly. The, that place? Yeah. So, and it so, includes a family that kind of adopted me into the family. So uh, mm. ever so often I go down there, have dinner, they take me to their farm down outside of town. And uh, so it's just like, yeah. everything's like, okay, this, this, I'm not going to complain about here <laughs> at all. But yeah, I, I, with that said, I'm still kind of right at the end and I don't have you know, I, I've talked to you about this before, but I, I don't have the following that you do. And uh, I, I hate, I hate that, you know, cause I, I feel that I, if I knew how to advertise myself, then I think I would have more of a following and more of a chance of getting sponsorships, stuff like that. Um, but unfortunately I'm just, I'm not good at that at all. Um, especially the way you, like I, I see your re like people like advertising your stuff um, all the time with your stories and stuff like that. And it's like, that, that's, I, I, I'm so happy for you that you have what you have and you deserve everything that you have Thanks, bro. Um, with Thank your, you. your way of, you know, doing your, your vlogs, which unfortunately I can't watch because I don't know Spanish. Although I could probably learn Spanish with all the stuff that you put on, <laughs> all the content you have. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to put, some, I mean, if you see the, when I rescued the motorcycle, they all have subtitles in English. And yeah, beta yeah you, you told me some of them have subtitles, but the ones that I looked at, they, they didn't have subtitles. So I was just like, this yeah. is sorry about that I'm gonna, no 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 worries to, but you have this big that following someday, that's the so cool. i have to invest in that you know pay someone you know put subtitles on all these videos please and yeah. i know i can reach like a huge community yeah exactly yeah and but, it's but it's great and i wish i did the same thing um but then again that that's not who i am i, I had one yeah, person it tell comes me with that. personality I, I would yeah. guess you know and yeah i'm a little explosive and super emotional and passionate with some stuff yeah and so, you have to be for stuff like that um with me i'm very like I, I get complaints all the time with my family of like oh where did you go this weekend and i was like oh well i rode to this place and this place did you take any pictures no, no. <laughs> like i just i forget like I, I experience it with myself. I think I'm just the old fashioned traveler where I just, mm -hmm. I don't have a camera or anything in front of me. I'm just kind of experiencing myself. And um, that's, that's of course slowly dying off, but which is good because I think more people should experience. But I mean, that's the best way to travel. Sometimes I just turn the camera off and just, 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's there, there's both sides have benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, you know, like I was telling you a while back, like I would be surprised to ever have 500 followers and you have, I forgot how many you have, like 30,000 or something like that. Crazy amount. Oh, I think it's like 20. 20, Okay. But still like there'd be no way in my entire life that I would have something like that. And it's because I, I just don't know that that technique that you have and that, that following that you have is just incredible. And I, I envy you for that. Um, probably the same way as you envy me for just kind of just doing everything without a camera in front of my face, <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, it, it definitely I envy your stimulus check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, that, that definitely, uh, that definitely helps. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. Like I, I, I enjoy doing stuff as a hobby instead of, you know, worrying about trying to make money or trying to make other people happy. Um, but it does That's come good. With, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's what you really want. Yeah. You know? And if anything, I, if I didn't make money with this. I would still do it. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing is that, that that's, that's a job that uh, you, even if Trowling, you didn't make. It's Charlie is a lazy person's job, but I would still do it if I didn't earn money yet. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a passion that I'm not going to let my youth go without experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the one big thing is I think in, in life, you have to find something that you would do it for free. So, and unfortunately that's exactly what I'm doing. And you got the fortunate enough opportunity to make money off of doing what you love doing. So, um, but like these podcasts, I love doing these podcasts and I, I only get like, maybe actually, I think your last podcast was the most downloaded podcast I've had. Uh, making it so now i have like if you go onto my stats i have like united states of course has the most downloads the second place is columbia and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i've got yeah i got so many downloads from columbia um that means you gotta go to columbia bro oh of course yeah yeah, yeah. um most likely by car (laughs) not by not by bicycle um but yeah, I definitely uh, now have to make a trip down there. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things. Just like I, uh, you know, I don't get that many listens because I don't advertise. But I, I'll do it for free, and I will continue doing these as as long as I have the equipment to do it and the uh, the mindset to do it with. But but with that said, I like I said, thank you so much for uh, joining me with this. Thank you and for inviting me. I love for, the chat, bro. Yeah, and uh, I I hope I see you guys in person sometime soon. But we hope the same. Fingers crossed that that'll happen. But all right, man. Well, take care of yourself. You too, bro. Take care. Stay strong and best decisions for the days that come. Yes, you as well. All right. Bye. Take care, man.